Are you a small Etsy shop and you're wondering what's holding you back? Is it you? Is it Etsy? Is it your product? Well, it's a lot of things. I've worked with over 1,500 Etsy sellers in the last year, and many of them come to me thinking that they're missing some big key or secret to Etsy, and that if they fix this one thing, they'll start seeing sales. Well, usually it's about 100 smaller things that are totally missing, and then about 20 things that are out of order or not prioritized correctly in their shop. In today's video, I'm going to give you 10 things to do if you are a small Etsy shop. I want you, if you are a small Etsy shop, to leave a comment below with how many sales you have and how long your shop has been open. And then my team and I are gonna look at these and we're gonna make a recommendation on if you should open a new shop or keep your current shop. If you're new here, welcome back to my channel. My name is Dylan Jaris. I'm an Etsy seller of seven years. I've sold over $1.5 million in revenue on the platform, over a million dollars in profit. If you are wondering why your Etsy shop is still so small, I'm going to give you 10 tips today. Number one, your color schemes might suck. Let's say you're doing print on demand. Maybe you are designing your graphics without considering what the background color will be for that item. This happens to about half of the newer print on demand shops that I've worked with. So for example, they will put a design with like ombre kind of neutral lettering on a sand gilded 18,000 sweatshirt spelling teacher. Well, maybe it looks now like T her because the C is totally blending in to the sand colored sweatshirt. So always design your graphics with a background color in mind. All right, number two is just stop using mockups from Placeit. Just stop. I'm not saying they're all bad, but with Midjourney, now you're able to create free mockups. You can find things that are much more trendy and eye-catching and modern looking than the free options from Placeit. If you're not familiar with how to use Midjourney, we brought in an expert on Midjourney in my program and we have a bonus lesson all about how to create mockups for free using Midjourney. If you'd like access to the tutorial, just reach out to us on Instagram. Number three, stop pricing at a 30% gross margin and higher. Remember, you need different pricing strategies for different stages of your business. When there's no social proof that people like what you have, then it's not that compelling for other people to buy it. So why would you price your items like the best sellers that have thousands of reviews? Why would you do that? Number four, we do not want to just go on to Everbee, find the best sellers, copy them, and tweak them a little bit. I almost guarantee you will stay a smaller shop if you continue that. I see people who copy best sellers and then they wonder why they're not getting sales. Well, I can almost guarantee that the copy is not as good as the original. Trying to just emulate the original of something usually tends to fail miserably. If you do this method, then you're just going to be constantly chasing best sellers and you will end up with a shop that looks very uncohesive, which moves me into my next. If you are a digital shop, I recommend not having a group of like three to 10 people making products for a single shop. It becomes really obvious that the shop owner is not the one making the products and it becomes really obvious it's not even a single person making all the products. Have you ever been to like a fifth grade science fair? Let's say it's set up in the gymnasium, you're walking around, you see all these poster boards and there's a wide variety of quality, aesthetics, of materials, of layouts. It's a little bit all over the place, which is great, 
for a science fair, not for an Etsy shop. You really end up with a wide range of fonts, of layouts, of colors, and it begins to look a bit mishmashed, which makes people question the integrity of the product itself. Which leads me to number six. Do not follow four to five different YouTube Etsy gurus and take like a sprinkling of their strategies and then think that it's going to work. Because with real e-commerce strategy, prioritization is huge. You have to do the right strategies at the right times and in the right order so that you meet the desired outcome. For example, if you are trying to get traffic to your Etsy shop from Pinterest, but you have not learned the strategies for Pinterest optimization or your SEO is not on point, then the Pinterest strategy will never work. You have to update your SEO and your photos first. Plus, if your listings are not optimized for both mobile and desktop, you're going to have a hard time converting any of that traffic that you do send over from Pinterest since most people are shopping on mobile now. And if you are prioritizing making 100 listings in a month because someone on YouTube told you to do it, then you'll most likely be starting over next month. And that's because your focus is on quantity over quality. Honestly, 100 bad listings are worse than five good listings. And then if one person tells you to spend $50 a day on ads, but you haven't properly learned to build a high converting description and high converting photos, then you end up just driving traffic to something that will never convert anyone. Etsy strategies, right? From all the different gurus, it's pure confetti. It's a little chaotic. It's very contradictory. If you're going to follow someone, just follow that one person. Otherwise you might be taking one step forward, two steps back, and you're just going around in circles. If even if it's not me, right? Find someone and stick with their strategies because prioritization with e-commerce is huge. You have to do the right strategies, the right time and in the right order. Number seven is to stop being so patient. I know contradictory. Somehow there's an idea out there kind of floating out there that you just have to be more patient. If you can just wait it out for six to nine months, then your shop's going to take off. So then I meet all these people and they've been waiting it out and they shouldn't be. When we meet with you and talk to you about your Etsy shops, we actually take you into our system and we track your orders. I know maybe that's, maybe that's really weird, but it's because, you know, we have real conversations with you and we, we care about your results here. Sometimes I'll talk to someone and they'll have like 17 sales in like four or five months. You know, they're like, okay, I'm just going to like wait it out, see what happens. And then we look two months later and they've only have like two more sales. Slow action and patience when you shouldn't have that typically doesn't work out. Progress loves speed and nothing changes if nothing changes. These are the shops that end up on like permanent vacation mode or you can tell like no one has updated the announcement for like a year or two. When you start up an Etsy shop, you have got to attack this ferociously. The competition is most likely much slower moving and that's typically because they don't know what actions they should take. So stop being so patient with your Etsy shop. When you feel unsettled, frustrated that you're not seeing sales, that is not the time to sit back and slow down. That is the time to go, you know, pedal to the metal and focus on relentless action. The eighth thing to do if you're a smaller shop and maybe doing print on demand, do not fill your shop with t-shirts. This is a huge missed opportunity. T-shirts actually become one of the lowest margin things you could sell in your shop. And there's very few ways to compete with something as simple as a t-shirt. Number nine, smaller shops stop designing what you like. If you are just putting things into your shop that you think are fun or cute, I really recommend looking elsewhere for inspiration. And this is so funny. I actually met with someone about their Etsy shop and they told me, I feel like I'm a very creative person, but I realize it doesn't look like it. <laughs> 
I thought that was so funny and she was so self-aware, right? Sometimes, you know, I've seen some Etsy shops, you've seen some Etsy shops where you see the design and you're thinking, that's atrocious, right? Like, where was the inspiration for that? I'm sure you've all seen things like that. Decide right now, are you willing to sell what people want or is this going to stay a passion project where you just create designs that you think are fun and cute and that you might be drawn to? I would make that decision right now because that will completely change your outcome, right? The last thing you need to do if you are a small Etsy shop is to stop making these bogus excuses. Sometimes with Etsy sellers, I'll ask, why do you think you're not seeing any results? I hear all the reasons they think that they're not succeeding yet, telling themselves these reasons and believing them, which is dangerous because that can prevent having success like ever. I hear things like, well, my family was in town last month. I had two weddings, Thanksgiving's coming up. Oh, I think I missed the opportunity for holidays. I don't have my business set up as an LLC yet. I'm waiting for the LLC paperwork. Sometimes I'll hear, well, the results aren't that bad. I've made like a hundred dollars. You know, people will start telling themselves like that that's enough. Putting in 20 hours a week for five weeks now and you made a hundred dollars. So you're making like a dollar an hour, making the sacrifice at the same time to be away from your kids or your family. And my favorite excuse I think is that they don't want to put effort into making changes because they're afraid of getting too many orders. I hear that every week. That would be an amazing problem. Let's make that problem happen. Your voice is going to determine your daily habits and routines and what you put effort into and what you've put your focus on. There's absolutely such a thing as a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you tell yourself that this is your story, the reality will become that. The majority of shops on Etsy struggle with these things and the majority of shops on Etsy stay small, which is exactly why I don't believe that Etsy is too saturated. There's a lot of mediocre stuff out there. There's a lot of people who aren't taking their business seriously. You can absolutely blow past these things as a small shop and break away from the pack. Feel free to reach out and schedule a call with us if you would like myself and my team to go into your shop and if you are interested in getting the exact steps to get unstuck from where you are. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next video.